welcome back to the Pit Stop Podcast. Joining me as always is my brother Jordan Dallar Coltman. Today we're going to be setting up for the second race in Imola, Italy. The Formula One Pirelli Grand Premio del Mare. That's the best Italian I've got. But first we're going to take a quick look back at the first race of the season in Bahrain. All right. Come on. Let's go. All right, Jordan, what were your highlights of what you saw in uh, Bahrain two weeks ago? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I'm glad we're doing this again. It's exciting. It's been a long break, two weeks. Oof. It's uh, it's like it's like the whole season's starting over again. It's this. It's sort of weird when you're off for two weeks and you haven't had any racing, but it's fun to get back into it. Uh, yeah, Bahrain was fun. It was exciting to get back to racing, first race of the season. And obviously, it teed up what is hopefully going to be a very dramatic and actually competitive race for the driver's championship i mean we have a real dogfight at the top red bull looks good max verstappen who is so hungry for his first championship as a driver is maybe actually going to be the first competitor that that uh lewis hamilton's had in a in a good long while here he may actually give him a run for his money and push him in his attempt to break the record so no that was definitely the first thing you know it was a lot of fun um, just to see that. I think, you know, both of us will agree. It's always more fun to sit down on a Sunday morning and watch a race that isn't sort doesn't feel predetermined like so many of them have it last year, especially with, you know, the top two steps of the podium going to Mercedes. So that was fun for me. What about you? Yeah. That, I mean, that's something that we always see any, any season starting. There's that excitement of what, you know, are they really going to take off this year? Who's going to be the guy who's going to be the the leaders. I think what was really fun was to see some of these new guys. Uh, you, I think it's Yuki Tsunoda in the in the um, Alpha Tori car. We've got two new drivers in the Haas car. One of which uh, didn't finish um, a single lap. Uh, a single lap, uh, <laughs> as as per I believe my my prediction last week. Uh, although I think that was Alpine who. Uh, we've got a fun story there that I didn't quite realize had taken place. Jordan, you want to set that one up? Sure. Yeah, we we had one retirement from the Alpine team that was obviously a uh, uh, legendary driver, Fernando Alonso, and his return to F1. He wasn't able to complete the race. They had a a brake issue that you know was sort of unidentified, unclear as to what exactly had happened until a day later. And then the former Renault team, Alpine, came out and uh, admitted that the problem they had was that a sandwich wrapper from the concession on the race course had blown across the track somehow found its way into his braking mechanism on one of his rear tires and prevented the car from safely being able to brake. And, uh, it was a catastrophic failure. The car literally had to be retired because of a How sand. Does that happen? And well, it wasn't his own. Oh no, no, he, he wasn't having a snack. Out the no, 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 no. But a good, it's a great reminder not to litter. It has serious ramifications. Especially on high performance for... vehicles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, you you touched on it too, though. The other storyline that was really exciting was we did see some new drivers. I don't even want to talk about Mazepin because it looked like he just didn't know how to drive. No one touched him. He was in the back of the pack. Oh, he just God. lost control of the car and put it in the wall on turn four. Like that was an embarrassment. And everyone knows. Hoss. Everyone knows why he's in the seats, and it and it yeah, comes it definitely down didn't to the fact well. that he's bringing money to the table. Yeah, very awkward. But the other one, like you said, was Sonoda. That was really exciting, you know, to have a rookie get points in his first race. He finished ninth, two points for, um, you know, a team that I think a lot of people 
uh, are hoping will take a little step forward com- competition wise. You know, they've been a mid table team in, in AlphaTauri, but they look good. They've got two good drivers. Pierre Gasly is always fun to watch. He had a win last year, obviously. And, and yeah, Sonoda looks like the real deal. I talked about it last week, you know, he's kind of got this quiet demeanor, but you put him in a car and that thing just becomes a missile. He is fast. He was making some great passes uh, and, and just a good overall race for them. Um, the other, the other storyline, you know, when you look at how the teams are shifting, yes, Alpha Tori is going to take a step forward, but Bahrain also was the first time we really saw the new look of a couple teams with some new drivers there. And, and I mean, the biggest one for me is what a difference having an experienced driver in, in the other Red Bull car looks, you know, when you have the second fastest car on the grid and obviously Verstappen is driving it to its peak performance to have a guy like Perez be pushing Perez had a horrible start to the race. So if you didn't, if you didn't watch or if you don't remember, he during the formation lap lost power, complete engine failure and ended up on the side of uh, the, the track. Every other car had gone back to the grid. He couldn't get the thing started. Finally got it started luckily at the side of the grid and was able to pull forward, had to pull into the pit lane and he started the race from the pit lane, you know, dead last. He worked his way from the back of the pack in that race all the way up to finish fifth. That is pushing that car to its potential. We saw so many times last year, Alex Albon in, again, arguably the the second or third or fourth fastest car out there, just not being able to even keep up to his own teammate. And that's just not acceptable if you're Red Bull and you're looking to win. And right off the start, their gamble on on moving on from, from Albon to Perez has paid off. He's a great driver and he's pushing that machine. But it's funny because it seems like that's what Perez is is the best at is, I mean, we saw what was the last race last Second to last, uh, last when he won, yeah, he came from the back. Secure, back, yeah. yeah. And he's <laughs> like, so to think about what he might be able to do if he doesn't have a slow start, uh, I think is really exciting for that. Totally. The other one, the other team that's obviously exciting to see starting to make some progress is Ferrari. We know that they've been struggling for a couple of years to figure out what's next. Uh, they have a new driver. But Leclerc is their prized uh, driver, and he had a great race. He finished sixth. So that's a team that I think is going to, again, start to pick its way up. They're obviously not going to be competing with Mercedes and Red Bull. You know, it's a weird year. Um, you know, we've been talking on Hattrick about how weird the, the flat cap is and trade deadline and all that stuff, how there's COVID sort of wreaked havoc on sort of the normal flow. Well, that's the same in F1. Remember that we're in a season where the regulations were sort of stopped. Teams couldn't build new cars. They had to go with the cars they had last year with a few major, but a few changes. And each team had tokens that they could use to sort of buy upgrades and certain rules about what teams could do what and there's some downforce and some floor changes and i, I mean I, this isn't a sort of a gearhead show i don't want to get too into the weeds on that but yeah you know, go on youtube google some of it look it up it's interesting but this is the big thing is that no no huge changes are are happening with the exception of mclaren who did change power units they're in the mercedes engine which is why they couldn't make any other changes to their car and mclaren also looks great so norris finishing fourth ricardo in seventh i think ricardo probably um you know if that race had been like four or five laps longer might have been able to push leclerc for for sixth and maybe even snuck up and 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 caught up to perez in fifth like his car was flying too um so we saw them you know mclaren come back up and and come in third last year they're going to be right in the same place to be chasing for that spot and that's obviously their goal they they know that again they're not catching red bull and mercedes this year but if they can push for third that would be a win in their books and and i think with ricardo uh and norris behind the wheel they got a great chance at it they looked great last yeah last i'm a race. big i'm a big fan of mclaren 
Okay, that was last race. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And after that, we're going to be talking about the upcoming race on Sunday. This episode of the Pit Stop Podcast is brought to you by Roma Pizza and Donaire. We all know that the best thing about Edmonton is the many Donaire options. And I know if you're like me, it can be overwhelming and stressful trying to hunt down the best. Well, my friends, we have found it and it's time you did too. Roma Pizza and Donaire in Westbrook Aspen Gardens is Edmonton's best kept secret. There's nothing quite like piping hot meat getting shaved and served with a generous ratio of sweet sauce. And look, I know someone out there is saying, yeah, no, that's not really my thing. Well, hold your horses, because there is more. Roma Pizza and Donaire not only serves Edmonton's best Donaire, but they also offer Roma pizzas, dinner platters, chicken wings, chicken fingers, chicken nuggets, chicken tawook, burgers, salads, subs, baklava, coconut cake, and with summer right around the snow-covered corner, they also have summer specials, deep-fried pickles and deep-fried Oreos. But hey, don't take my word for it. Sometimes tasting is believing. To order, call them at 780-944-9696. That's 780-944-9696. They're open every day except Sunday from 11 until 11 and open till midnight Friday and Saturday. You can also follow them on Instagram at Roma Pizza Donaire. All right, race two. We're in Italy. Sunday, April 18th. Jordan, what are your predictions? Well, uh, it should be a fun race. It was an exciting race last year. Obviously, um, Imola was home to uh, what was basically sort of a, a makeup race or a, a, a race that was put here last year because they couldn't go to Canada or the United States or China or a lot of different countries due to COVID. So uh, it was sort of a, yeah, it was sort of a, a quickly scheduled one-off race that they were just trying to trying to fit into the schedule to make the schedule a little bit more uh, dense last year, but it was really great race and the, and the, they decided to come back, which is really exciting. Of course, it's not like this is a new track to formula one, but it's a new track in the last couple of years. They haven't raced here since 2006 prior to last year. So that was exciting to be back there. Uh, and then this year they're, they're here again. So it should be fun. It's a fast track. Um, obviously Lewis and, and one last year, Bottas was second. But if you remember um, last year, Ricardo finished third. Hamilton and him both did a shoey and they drank some of the champagne from their shoes. So it was a kind of an iconic part of last season. A lot of fun. Um, I expect it to be a fast race. But what's really exciting, like we talked about, you know, looking back at Bahrain, this is this is act two of the Hamilton Verstappen head to head. If if the cars are the same as they were last week, we should be in for another great race. It's all going to come down to qualifying and who gets that slight edge. Uh, it's a sixty three lap race, uh, and it's probably going to come down to lap sixty when they're both going to be fighting it out. That's what you hope for, and certainly something that that I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I, I mean. I'd love to see Ricardo uh, uh, finish in, on podium again this this year. I think that'd be really great for uh, for him moving forward. The McLaren team, like you said earlier, like that's a team that's that's primed and ready to to keep pushing. Uh, one prediction I have, though, I, I don't think we're going to see anybody drinking out of any shoeies this week. I don't think uh, that that's you're probably that, right. That uh, that we're ever going to see again uh, in the, in the near future. That is. Well, I don't know. Daniel Ricardo is pretty, uh, he's pretty out there. You know, the other storyline that is interesting to talk about, we, we talked about Pierre Gasly 
and and how well he and the AlphaTauri team has been, have been doing, uh, and obviously with his new teammate Sonoda. But he retired last year after eight laps due to a coolant mm-hmm. leak, and and he was he's already come out on social media sort of sort of saying you know that really it upset him because he was doing so well in the season and qualifying and you know I think he um I'm I'm, I'm if I'm not mistaken he he finished. Uh, I can't remember now exactly where he was on the grid, but he had had a good qualifying leading up to the race, and it was just a really disappointing finish for him. So I think he's going to be one of those guys that you know just comes in with a little chip on his shoulder, wants to prove something here at a, at a famous track, and 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 I would look for him to, to certainly have a good outing. Um, but the other guy would be Lando Norris. I think after the fourth place finish last week, Lando's going to push that car uh, even harder, and and I wouldn't be surprised if he's competing for a podium this week too. Yeah. You know, I really want to see Mick Schumacher do well, but I just don't think that it's going to happen in that Haas car at all this year. No, I think you're right. I think Haas is kind of what we expected them to be. Uh, They're going to continue to try to make tweaks, but they're in the beginning of uh, what's going to be a tough couple years as as they try to figure it out. They're really hoping that in the next year or two, when they, when the new regulations go in and there's sort of a, not a salary cap, but teams spending is sort of tried to bring to a little bit more even playing field that they might be able to start to compete. But uh, no, it's a, it's going to be a tough road for him for sure. Okay, Jordan, with all that said, uh, who's your prediction for for taking the checkered flag? Well, I was wrong last week, but not by much. I, mean, I did. Remind I, us, you, you took Verstappen. Yeah? yeah, I thought Verstappen looked great, and he did look great. You know, he got pole, and he, he really – in all, in all truth, probably should have won that race. He got caught uh, passing Lewis on the, I think, third to last lap, exceeding track limits. He was outside where he wasn't allowed to pass, so he had to give back up the spot, and then he just didn't have the car left to catch him. Um, but, I, I mean... I think he's gonna. I think that I think he'll win this week. I, I I do. I still think Red Bull has the the quickest car out there. They need they need some luck. They didn't have luck last time, but I think that um, he's hungry. He's got something to prove this year, and I think this is going to be one of those years that goes back and forth uh, between he and Lewis. Valtteri will be the wild card if he can sneak in there and steal a few top place points from them. But I think uh, this week, I think Verstappen's got got a chip on his shoulder and something to prove. And I think he'll come back and, and take this one, make it a one, one, uh, start yeah, to he, the sure, season. he sure seemed upset after, uh, after the loss last week, uh, you could see, you, I mean, especially under those circumstances, taking the lead in the last stretch there and then, and then losing it. Um, but I'm, but I'm with you. My prediction too, uh, there has to be with Verstappen. I think he's, uh, he's ready and we'll find out. We'll find out on Sunday, uh, yes, April 8th. 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, set your PVR, unlike me, who uh, PVRs. Uh, a reminder you can find this podcast and more by subscribing to the Hattrick Sports Feed anywhere you get your podcasts. And you can join us in two weeks for our next episode. In the meantime, enjoy Imola. Pitstop Podcast is presented by Hattrick Sports and is a member of the Ordinary Podcasting Network. The show is produced by Jordan and Braden Dollar Coltman each week, but mainly Jordan. And you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening. <laughs>